Now, writing, if I have my way, is calligraphy. Remember back in the older, older, older days, mm. people were paid money with that legends, as ledgers and stuff. And that's how I see it. I, I think it's coming back to an art. An art form, yes. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about calendar blocking. Oh, calendar blocking. That's worked really well for me this week, actually. So calendar blocking is where you take a task that you would do regularly and you look at your calendar, have I got a block of time? Yes. Then you take that block of time and you repeat that task over and over again. So when I say repeat it, I mean, for example, um, I have developed a safeguarding newsletter that goes out to our staff every week. And so I sat down, had a block of time. I had been doing something really intense so I just wanted to do something that didn't require a lot of thought and I was able to do the next 10 safeguarding newsletters in one block so that takes me from now all the way up until the end of May. I also scheduled those to go out by email so that task is now done I don't have to think about that until maybe June or when I have another space in my calendar to just block a task that doesn't require as much thought as other tasks. So being able to just um, choose a task and smash through that task so that you're kind of getting ahead of yourself. You can't do it with everything, but perhaps there's a task that you can do. You could break it down into parts, so you can do parts of that task. And again, it's so freeing to be able to do that, to know that I've done that newsletter up until May is brilliant. I mean, if I had a bit more time, I could have just kept on going for the rest of the academic year and done up until July. It would have been another, what, 10? Um, but yeah, calendar blocking. Do you think the usage of Google Suite, I think it's called Google Workspace, because with calendar blocking comes schedule send. Mm -hmm. Schedule send can also come with... Um, template emails yeah. they, they, everything seems to be merging quite nicely yeah and it goes back to what I was saying um, about us being so available and then therefore having to be more productive and we just have to think in different ways of, of how we do things efficiently mm. eating the frog <laughs> I learned that phrase from you yeah, but you talked about it the other day. Um, I went on one of the best training courses, uh, Middle Management, and this was the book he swore by, Eating the Frog. Brian Tracy. Yes, because my partner just purchased it. Um, the gentleman used to be a head teacher who delivered the course, said he stayed far too long in headship. It, 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 it was losing his marbles and they physically carried him out of his office because they found him hiding underneath his desk during an, an Austin inspection. And he opened up by saying that when he introduced himself as why he, the facilitator of the course. And therefore, I don't know, I just believed in everything he had to say from that beginning. And the first book he said, he said, eat the frog, read this book. If you do nothing else, read this book. The frog is the thing that you keep 
putting off and you know you have to do it and to use the parlance of our times you know the street vernacular is long man and what it does also it causes stress you know you need to do it and it will have an impact on your health and we don't do it and that's the frog because once you've eaten it we all go oh it wasn't that bad anyway Absolutely. And the longer you leave it, you're actually building it and building it and building it and building it. And bu- we've all been there. We've all had to write essays, lastminute.com. You had to make phone calls. Oh, 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 oh. And actually, if you just eat the frog, make it the first thing on the plate. Eat the frog and it will free you up to get on to do the rest of the stuff. And I suppose we used to have a little a, a game, didn't we? Like when we made our list of the day, it was like, so what's your frog? Yeah. We did. We used to have our top three frogs for the day. <laughs> yeah. And quite often, they would be things to do with speaking to people. Mm. And what I've also found is the times when I've known in my mind it was a frog, I should have dealt with it, and I haven't dealt with it. It will come back and it will bite you in your backside. <laughs> so it's better to just get it done, as mm. painful as it is sometimes. Also, I think to try and get it done in the morning, because I personally believe that's when most people's brains work the best. Mm. But get it done because it will come back and bite you. Um, difficult conversations with people. You know, you're right, it, it hangs over you and it causes stress. They are the things that cause stress. And once you've eaten those frogs, you walk around the rest of the day with just, you just feel light yeah. and relieved. Yeah. And then as leaders, we pass that on to the rest of our staff. Mm. But if we're walking around stressed, we pass that on to the rest of our staff. So mm. eating frogs is so key. Mm. Um, yeah. Thank you for introducing me to Brian Tracy. Hey, eat the frog. <laughs> so there is a saying, if you want something done, ask a busy person. Just listening to some of the things that you said and the strategies that you have in place, can you see where that saying now comes from? Yes. Yes. A busy person has to prioritise, but also will get the job done because they understand the impact Mm. on themselves and other people. Mm. So yes, I can see where that comes from. That said, I do think you you need to have space to think Mm. and you don't necessarily need to look busy all the time Mm. particularly in leadership you need to have that space um, to just organise your thoughts Mm. to prepare for chopping down the tree oh there's a phrase (laughs) Um, let's come back to the tree chopping in a minute now just this is what we talk about space When when you think and talk something through and you kind of look at it from another angle the word busy is, I kind of feel like a negative, mm. like you're just busy, you're not relaxing. Where in fact, if you start off and you're saying, okay, I'm busy with my brain dump. Mm-hmm. I'm busy putting my day together. I'm busy identifying my frogs. I am busy 
blocking my calendar. I'm busy stacking my habits. So if you continue through all of these things being busy, you're going to be extremely productive. Absolutely. And so sometimes when we use the word busy, you're kind of a headless chicken. Where if it's structured, organised thinking, busy is a positive. Therefore, I am going to ask you to do something for me because you'll go, well, I've got that gap there. Yes. And what needs to be done for you? Okay, that's an email or that needs to be printed. Fine. Yes, and that that makes me think of the fact that I don't believe in multitasking. I think, again, thinking about the brain, it can focus on one thing well. People try to do lots of things and juggle things, and it doesn't pan out particularly well. I've done that myself sometimes, and I have to say to myself, stop, focus on one thing, get it done, and then move on. I genuinely think there's no such thing as multitasking, and sometimes that's associated with busyness. But um, I try not to multitask. It's like, this is what I'm doing. Get it done, move on. Okay. I'll talk about the trees. You can talk about Pomodoro. Um, I read it was Lincoln who said, if you have three hours to chop down a tree, spend five hours sharpening the axe be prepared and you talked about give yourself the space to think before you rush in absolutely pomodoros will this be our last one pomodoros are you introduced me to this concept of pomodoros i think there's probably been lots of research done Mm. about the brain and how long the brain can focus and it seems that 25 minutes is kind of an optimal time period so the idea of working pomodoros is that you work in 25 minute bursts and you give yourself a five minute break usually a break where you stand up and you're physical you move around and then you come back and do another 25 minutes and you do that four times and then you take a longer break or you can continue for longer i think research has shown that it's really powerful for people with adhd um but for us working in this office that works quite well we have pomodoro posters that we will put on our dorm you know we'll say i'm doing pomodoros today and everybody on our staff knows if you're doing a pomodoro don't come in we're doing focused deep work for 25 minutes and then you know in five minutes time we'll get up and have a walk around and be available for a chat and then come back and do some more focused work i also find it works quite well as a as a working mum so when i'm at home and i need to get tasks done my sons understand if i say to them i'm I'm doing a pomodoro i'll say okay google um set a timer for 25 minutes they know don't talk to mommy for that 25 minutes and then I'll have five minutes after that to go and have a chat or play with them or whatever they understand that concept it's that simple (laughs) that you know a five-year-old can understand it but it's a good way of getting things done again focusing on one task not trying to multitask what is it you're trying to do in that 25 minutes I know you're very good at um, working out how many pomodoros it might take to do a task Mm. four or five or And, and just thinking about tasks in that way mm. works well. In the same 
uh, training I went on another thing because once you're in that flow if somebody breaks the, th the, the thinking they say it's going to take you seven minutes to get back into that depth of thinking and one quote he gave us as leaders is somebody says to me to you excuse me have you got a minute you then say yeah in 20. 